0: Well, hello there. Welcome to season two, episode nine of the Still Becoming podcast. Now, today's episode is part five of Walk in It, shining the light along the way. Now, if you haven't listened to the first four parts of Walking in It, why don't you just go back there now, go down the episode list to Walk in It part one and start there because each episode builds one on top of the other. It'll make sense when you listen to part one of Walk in It. This is my way of offering help to you and honestly to myself as we walk through a culture that is becoming increasingly hostile to people of faith. I truly hope what I'm offering to you here is truly helpful to you. Now, after today's episode will be episode 10, Hard to Believe, and the end of season two. And I want to let you know I'm going to change things up for season three. I'm really excited. I'm not ready to share yet, but stay tuned. And make sure you are subscribed to my newsletter. You'll be the first to know. Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God we will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from god's word and why the title still becoming because that's the christian journey isn't it as we apply god's perfect word to our lives for growth and change we are always growing always learning and still becoming the women he created us to be it's never perfect and it's not too late do i need to say that again it is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so in this mini-series, I'm holding up the five L's of walking in it. In part two, we talked about looking at ourselves. In part three, we talked about loving people. And then in part four, we talked about staying loyal to the word of God. And today we're going to talk about listening to the women who have come before us. Now, the word listen is defined like this. It means to take notice, to tune in, to observe, to eavesdrop, receive, and to concentrate. And for our purposes today, I'm going to use the definition, take notice. We're going to take notice of the women who have come before us. Now, I have established this before in prior episodes, but in case this is your first time or you missed some other episodes, I want to establish God's female creation before we go forward. And that's found in Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helpmate or helper suitable for him. Now, the English word helper or helpmeet in Genesis 2.18 is translated from the Hebrew word ezer. Some people pronounce it Azer. Doesn't matter. E-Z-E-R. Now, this beautiful name is one God uses to name himself throughout the Old Testament. But in this one instance, he refers to woman as ezer too. Isn't that amazing? It's mostly used as a military term and translated means Rescue, strength, and power. These attributes, which scripture upholds, by the way, define woman as a warrior. A warrior. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the interpretation of helper or helpmeet sounded like anything but a warrior. But why not? We make up more than half of the church. And honestly, even though it's not God's primary desire, the fact is that women are often the spiritual leaders of their family. It's not what God wants, but it happens. Rescuing strong powers will always fill leadership vacuums. Now, let me be clear An Ezer is not a bully. She's not dominating or pushy. She's a woman who stands with her armor on, the armor of God. She knows who she is and whose she is. She knows what she believes, and she stands firm in a culture that is becoming increasingly hostile to people who believe. So now let's jump over to Proverbs 31:10. A wife of noble character who can find she's worth far more than rubies. Now that word noble in noble character is a Hebrew word that means valor. A wife of valor. And guess what? That's another military term. This woman is a person of strength who stands firm. One translator said this, she's a strong soldier who stands her ground in battle. She stands firm in her determination. God created woman to bring her rescuing strong power to this world, and he's calling us to do the same. Our culture is not only becoming more and more antagonistic to believers, it is becoming downright aggressive and even more degrading to women, as if over the centuries it hasn't been hard enough. Women being degraded in societies is nothing new. The tactics change, the approach changes, but it's really nothing new. Think of your New Testament alone. The woman with the issue of blood, the woman caught in adultery, Mary Magdalene with the demons inside of her, all of them and many more, ostracized, degraded, shamed. But Jesus, but Jesus came. He put them on their feet. He restored them. He gave them a sense of belonging. He honored their significance, and he did it publicly so that he could show society, this is my beloved daughter, and this is how you treat her. These women, and more that I'll chat with you about after the break, were born in their time. God chose them to be born then, and God has chosen us to be born now for such a time as this. And what a time it is, girls. What a time it is. Will we use our rescuing strong power to not only walk strong and resolute in our own faith walk in this culture, but will we teach and train the younger women to do the same? Because if we don't, who will? If not us, who will? If you told me a few years ago that one day I'd be speaking and writing about disordered eating and negative body image, I wouldn't have believed you. Why would I want to voluntarily share the details of such a painful part of my life? And even if I did, who would want to hear it? In recent years, I've learned to never underestimate what God can do with a broken woman and her fractured story. The very source of my greatest pain has become one of the greatest joys of my life. I have the honor of telling my sisters about the redeeming and restoring grace of God and maybe to even shine a light, guiding them toward the healer. My book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul was released in December, 2022. And I'm excited to tell you that lives are being changed all around our country and beyond. I'm so enjoying hearing back from so many of you about how you're meeting in small groups and going through the 31-day devotional together. It does my heart good to know that you really want peace and relief. Now you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or almost any online book retailer. You can also find it on my website. And did you know that the entire season one of the Still Becoming podcast was dedicated to my book? You can check out the content there. Best-selling author Liz Curtis-Higgs has this to say about my book, Still Becoming. Still Becoming offers the freedom we've all been looking for. Steeped in scripture and wrapped in wisdom, each day's reading takes us one step closer to embracing a vital truth. Our loving God created us to be healthy and whole. Prepare to breathe a deep sigh of relief, sisters. Hope is here. So I have a question for you. Do you ever have a season in your life or a period of time in your life where the same scripture keeps coming up over and over again, or the same theme from scripture keeps coming up and up again, and you say to yourself, God is really trying to tell me something. I'm listening, Lord. Well, I've had a similar experience over the past few months, but it's been with a certain character in the Bible, Deborah, Deborah, the judge from the book of Judges. It seems like a turn on a podcast, I read something online, I open a book, I listen to a sermon, and there's Deborah, where she has never been before. I mean, she's always been in the Bible, but she's never been so prominent in front of me as she's been over the past several months. So I'm listening to what God wants to say to me through Deborah. Now, Deborah was a judge, and she rose up to save Israel from Canaanite oppressors. She was a military leader, a judge and a prophetess. This is what the scripture says about her rising up as a military leader. Judges 5, verse 7. There were no warriors in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose to be a mother to Israel. Deborah filled a leadership vacuum. The scripture says there were no warriors in Israel who were willing to go up against the Canaanites, but Deborah had a plan. Under her leadership, She goes to her military leader, Barak, gives him a swift kick in the pants, and then he leads Israel into a military victory that restores peace to the land of Israel for 40 years. For 40 years. Basically, Deborah arose when she saw no one was doing anything, filled that leadership vacuum, and said, enough's enough. And her taking action, restored peace to Israel for 40 years. And I recently heard someone say, maybe it's time for the mama bears to arise like Deborah, in our culture and in our time and say, enough is enough. Again, if we don't do it, who will? And when we're talking about listening to the women who have come before us, taking notice of the women who have come before us, we need to remember that these women written into the pages of God's book are there as an example to us. And so I want to read you the names and a brief description of a few more women in scripture. It's not an exhaustive list, and it's not in any particular order. I'm going to give you also the meaning of their name. So before we leave Deborah, I want to tell you that her name means Bee or Queen Bee. And I thought that was perfect for mighty warrior and judge, prophetess and poet. I hadn't mentioned that yet and poet Deborah. She's a queen bee. Okay, so here are some other names of women that we can take inspiration from. We can take a look at their lives. I encourage you to look them up and read all about them through the pages of scripture. So the first one is Rahab. Now Rahab's name means spacious. And I love that. I love that. She was brave and courageous. And her faith saved her family. We can learn from Rahab that we can take risks for God, no matter how frightening or intimidating they may be. And then there's Mary, the mother of Jesus. Her name means love and beloved, and she certainly is beloved to all of us. We learn so many things from Mary. We learn what it means to live in the Holy Spirit and what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit in our lives. She was in tune and she was able to follow. We also learn obedience, courage, strength. She lived a challenging life, didn't she? And yet she stayed by her son from birth to the cross. There's a lot to learn from Mary. And Elizabeth, her name means God's promise. We learn patience and wisdom, undying faithfulness and humility from Elizabeth. And Anna, her name means grace another attribute of a godly woman. And we learn through Anna's story that God will use us all the way to the end. We never say we're done. We learn obedience, patience, perseverance. She was widowed very early on in her marriage, but yet she went on to live a full and godly life. And Ruth, her name means friend. We learn love, loyalty, and self-sacrifice. And remember, Boaz called her a noble woman, a woman of valor. And since this little mini-series I'm doing here is called Walk in It, Shining the Light Along the Way, and in part one, I shared quite a bit with you about light, these sisters have names that mean light. There's Esther. Her name actually means star. I love it. She was a light shining in a very, very dark time. Her courage, her bravery, and keen wisdom, her brilliance, saved her people. And then finally, there's Phoebe. Phoebe's name means pure, radiant, and bright. She's one of the many women who were leaders in the early church. Some scholars believe Phoebe was responsible for delivering Paul's epistle to the Roman Christian church. Phoebe is the only woman named as a deacon in the Bible. These women, all of them, and many, many more, some named and some unnamed, have left us a legacy of God's crowning glory. Creation wasn't complete without our rescuing strong power. We illuminate His voice of calm and wisdom and kindness, of love, empathy, of loyalty, and of understanding in this lost and hurting world. Hebrews 13.7 says this, Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Our feminine selves, now you listen to me, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. We are the final and beautiful touch on God's glorious creation. So here's a question for you, my sister. What are you going to do with your strong power? The power given to you by God, you uniquely created and placed here. In this time, in this space, as his female creation, a female human being, what are you going to do with your strong power? Don't ever underestimate your role in God's eternal plan. Stand firm in who you are and whose you are. You're a warrior, remember, who belongs to God. And you need to get in the game if you've been sidelined, if you've been afraid, if you feel like the world is just too much for you. We need you. We need every woman who knows the Lord and calls him Savior to step forward. This world needs the mama bears like Deborah to rise up, to pray, to speak truth, to teach, to train, to mentor, to love, to reflect the image of God in feminine form, to model living as his beloved daughter to the women coming up behind her. This is no time to check out. This world needs your rescuing strong power. It needs godly, mature, feminine voices. And know this, God will always give you what you need to live up to who He has created you to be. This culture is no match for an army of women who are finished with the nonsense. Our dignity, our identity, and our strength and power come from Him. And now for Soul Fitness, strengthening your core, taking out your journal, I'd like you to go to the show notes where I've left scripture references, where you can find each woman mentioned in this episode, look them up, and write down the attributes that mean the most to you. What can you learn personally from the women who have gone before you? And now I'd like to pray a benediction over you as we end. This comes from Colossians 1, 9 to 12. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you of light. Amen. Well, friends, that's it. Thanks again for stopping by. Now don't forget to take a look at the show notes. There you will find quotes and scriptures included in each episode, along with all the important links. You might be listening to this episode in the car, but don't forget to go back and check them out. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again. I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast.